Well, welcome everyone. This is Coach Megan, and I'm so excited because this week y'all get me for the second time only, just me, during this wonderful season two of the podcast. I know today is going to help you. You guys are going to love this episode today. I have been deep diving during this quarantine to be able to take my coaching and my advice for y'all to the next level. And today, man, if this podcast was for anyone, it was for me. And so I'm so excited for you guys to dive in with me today. This episode is going to give you really, really practical strategies to just be yourself. That's why I titled it Free to Be Me. We're going to take off some hats today that have been burdening you and making you feel like you need to fit a square peg into a round hole. That is no more. So buckle up, sit down or stand up and listen to today's episode. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm so excited to be with you all today. I'm going to adjust my microphone really quick. Um, I've, it's so interesting. I've only done one episode by myself this entire season, and I've been able to work with and gosh, just interview like some absolutely incredible women. Last week we had Sherry Rigby on the podcast. If y'all haven't watched that yet, um, she is absolutely a powerhouse. She's an author coming out with her new book. Um, I believe it's later this, it was supposed to be later this month, and now with COVID things might be a little bit different. Um, and she's an actress. I found her when I watched a really powerful movie. Gosh, I think like three or four years ago, and I've been following her, and it's just so cool to see um, how God keeps connecting me with like all these amazing women that I've looked up to for a really long time. And this week, I'm going to be sharing a little bit of a book that I'm reading, but also just my own kind of insight out of my time um, studying and, and all that good stuff. And I've been kind of re-looking at my own morning routine and just some routines in my life. And gosh, you guys, I have had so much revelation this week that I'm just like bursting to share with you guys. And uh, so we're going to dive into some of that today. I'm, I'm super, super excited to share that with you guys. So we will, we will go ahead and get started. Um, today, I really want to talk to you guys a little bit about what I'd shared on an Instagram live a couple of days ago. If you, some of you guys who caught that, we had so many people on this Instagram live. We had like a hundred comments. And then unfortunately I, I did it on my iPad because you guys know me, I'm very spontaneous. And so I wasn't able to save it because my iPad doesn't have as much room as my phone does. Right. And so it's like, ah, oh, dang it. Cause you know, that something's really good. And I want to kind of, um, what I'm creating right now is a vault of a bunch of old trainings, old inner circles from years ago, um, and things of that nature, because we are working on launching some very, very exciting products this summer. Um, I'm actually going to be launching a physical product, which I told my inner circle about last night. I can't tell you guys yet. Sorry. Uh, that's why you should join the inner circle because you get inner access to first access to some of the exciting things around here. And then um, something else that I'm, I'm launching is a new type of course that will come out this summer, um, the Interview Mastery Academy. We're relaunching that just as a course that I'm really, really, really excited about. And uh, there's going to be a component to that that has this vault of tons of old trainings. And so you guys will not only get access to the, um, it's going to be either eight or 12 weeks. It's eight right now, but I might tweak it to be a little bit longer. We'll just, we'll have to see. But um, I really wanted to add a component to that where we just gave you a bunch of extra information if you were somebody who was just hungry and wanted kind of more spiritual or more life coaching or I need like extra help on mindset. We're going to be categorizing all that stuff together 
into little mini courses, if you will, and we're going to call it the vault, where you can access um, a lot of those trainings. And it's going to be extremely budget friendly, especially during this time of COVID for a special time. And so I have a meeting next week. It's supposed to be yesterday and we had to postpone, um, but I have a meeting next week to kind of start to sift all that through the course is done but i want to make sure it's perfect for you guys i want to make sure that this is something so incredibly valuable for you um, especially since a lot of you guys have pageants who have been gosh pushed back like two to three months obviously i'm in the same boat with usa and uh, we have no idea when all that will be and so it's kind of like a hurry up and wait situation but i want to make sure that we are equipping you around here at powerhouse and that will also give a lot of people um, the flexibility to kind of study and learn on their own time. And obviously my time is limited. I can only coach so many hours a week and we are full to the brim and getting new people every day. Um, I think I had three people just yesterday reach out to me and ask about coaching. And so I'm honored and I, I love that, but I wanna make sure that we're continuing to still expand our territory, but also deepen um, our resources where even if you can't get me one-on-one -on -one, or if that's just not in your budget right now that we can still provide you with amazing resources to be able to really thrive and win your pageants and win in life so um, feel free to reach out and also if you're not in the inner circle yet i highly recommend it gosh these last two months specifically have just been absolutely incredible two weeks ago we stayed on for like an extra hour and a half and talked and then last night we were on for another um, extra half an hour and then it was dark outside and I was outside. So I was like, okay, I got to go inside. Um, but it was just an amazing time. And we shared some of this last night. I'm going to give an example, one example of what we talked about yesterday, but I'm, I'm really, really excited. And I think that God's doing something new in me. And I've definitely felt myself shift to um, a new level during this quarantine that I'm so excited about because there's a new gear that I can now share with all of my social media family and also my inner circle and my one-on-one -on -one clients. And, you know, I've, I'm sold out. Like I've committed my life to helping women 10,000%, whatever it takes, because when you walk through things, you guys, you just can't help but want to uh, kind of throw up on everybody else, the things that you've learned so that they don't have to experience the level of pain or different emotions um, and go through the process a little bit quicker. So I, it's so funny this week, I was listening to one of my new mentors. I hired a new mentor this, this week. Um, it was about that time. I hire a new mentor like every three months. It's so cool. Um, and one of the two things that I always tell my clients is one, to commit to the process, um, to commit to the process, commit to the journey, not the end result. And it was so funny because one of the first sentences out of my new mentor's mouth was exactly that this week. And it's just so cool how God confirms those things sometimes when you know that you're with the right person. And uh, I was just like a little, little special way that that's how God talks to me. That's how God pats me on the back and lets me know that he's there. Um, and so that was super, super special. And now I can't think of the other, my squirrel brain, I can't think of the other thing that I said, but it'll come to me later. So um, I'm really excited to share with you guys a little bit, some of this book um, called The Anomaly Mindset this week. I'm going to have all my clients read it. It's by Sandy Krakowski. Go follow her. Um, she's a multimillionaire who's built 19 multimillion dollar businesses. She was a single mom of three. And um, she's also a mentor of Real Talk Kim, who we had on the podcast. So I, I've been telling my clients all week, if I'm here and Real Talk Kim is here, Sandy is like here. Okay. So you'll definitely want to listen up. You'll definitely want to dive into what she has available. Um, she has over like 2,500 students who she's helping grow businesses right now, which is astounding and just so incredible. So uh, we're gonna 
kind of the 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 thought process of this podcast today because I could talk about I mean just go read her book like it'll it's literally 180 degree like changed my life it really really has but one of the the things that she calls herself is the spiritual unicorn and uh that notion is her journey of finally accepting that God wants us to be uniquely ourselves and I think that we hear a lot you're fearfully and wonderfully made you're fearfully and wonderfully made which is great but then we frustrate ourselves so much with trying to fit in a box that we were never created for. And then what we actually end up doing is we end up questioning our own purity of heart. We end up questioning, um, inviting confusion and chaos and resentment and bitterness on the scene. We prolong our healing and we literally keep putting ourselves around people who are just bleeding all over us that we didn't deserve. And then, and I personally walked through this. And then what we do is we, we literally question our own motives because in reality, we need to make some adjustments of the people in our life, the places in our life, the things that we say yes to. So I just want to help you guys with that today. Um, I feel this really burning in my heart and we'll probably have to make this like a two or three part series because it's so important. And then I'll probably throw this in the vault to be completely honest because it's just such good training. But today I want to title this Free to Be Me, part one. Um, and it comes from partially this book, partially just the questions a lot of my clients have asked me this week, but also just um, my own personal observation of, gosh, what God's taken me to um, in a whole new level. And so I know this will bless you today and we'll see what we get through. Um, I have like two or three pages of notes here. So I don't usually use notes. It's usually just kind of flow, but I really wanted to, to research this. So again, We'll, we'll just see how far we get. I might actually only have time. I'm supposed to have a workout in five minutes, but you know, I might need to delay that a little bit. So um, I'll probably get through one of three points today because that's how meaty this stuff is. But then we will continue to uh, rock on with this. And I'd love just to hear you guys' feedback. Feel free to ask more questions for all of you guys who are listening and submit topics too. Um, little shameless plug too, if you guys haven't already given a five-star review or a review that you feel like is indicative of how much this podcast has impacted your life, I'd really appreciate that. Um, specifically on iTunes, it helps us bump up the algorithm. And um, so if you could give us a quick review, that would really, really bless me. Um, helps us SEO and stuff like that too. Okay, so um, Free to be me. The beginning of this that I want to talk about, um, so I thought I had this book by me, but I don't, is um, I was reading The Four Agreements recently, which is an incredible book that teaches you how to not be hard on yourself and really just like think of things from an objective perspective um, of kind of these, how do I want to say it, ways that we lock ourselves in our own mind by um, making assumptions and agreements with things that are like totally not serving us but because of our upbringing or what somebody that we respected told us to do or said or did, or that we modeled from childhood, we've created a lot of these agreements within ourselves that are like totally not serving us, but we do them anyway, because we think that this is the, the right thing to do. It's the moral thing to do. It's what God wants us to do. But the, the freedom that I want to help you guys walk in today is that if something is not producing good fruit, it doesn't have a good root. Um, Jesus was very explicit about this, that he actually cursed the fig tree because it was something that was counteractive to godly order of um, what he was talking about. And so often I think that we have things in our life that are producing really, really rotten fruit. 
and yet get this, I want you to listen to this and write this down. Um, and yet we will turn inward on ourselves and think that there's something wrong with us rather than just being willing to look at that fruit and be like, that's rotten. That's rotten. And whether it's needing to change jobs because your work environment is incredibly toxic or whether it's that you are 35 and you're terrified to go back to school because you're afraid of what people will think of you, but you know that God's calling you to go get your degree or whether it's that you need to quit school because you have a heart for real estate and you'd rather put that money in your real estate license and investing in your first house. Um, which is crazy by the way. It's like, I have friends who started, who have real estate empires over millions of dollars now who aren't even 30 and they started investing with 10 grand for their first house at 19 and went to a semester of college, knew it wasn't for them, and now own like apartments and all these crazy things and uh, are killing it. And they're like 29. So perspective, right? But, uh, or maybe it's, hey, I want to enter that pageant or I want to try out for the basketball team, you know, whatever it is. But how often, and I want you to think about this for your own life, do we make excuses for all the reasons why we should stay the same and not invite godly change into our life because we are just terrified of what's on the other side of that result. But then what we'll do is we lock ourselves in this prison, which is so dumb. Like we think about it, we were laughing about this on inner circle last night. I was like, yo, we are so dumb sometimes. Like we lock ourselves in these prisons. It's like, Hey, you know, this is totally like not working for me and I hate it. And it gives me agony and it's actually prolonging my healing like a lot, but I'm just going to keep doing it because it's something probably wrong with me. You know, like that doesn't make any sense. If you were to watch that character on a TV show, you'd be like, Alex, stop going into the garage in the scary movie with all the knives in there. Why would you hide by all the knives? Right. And we're like, you're an idiot. But we do that to ourselves. And so I wanted to just bring this up today because God has created you to be so incredibly unique and, and to stand out. And you're doing yourself a disservice by telling yourself that it's more holy or more godly or more religious or whatever to try and fit in a box that you were never created for. And guys, I want you to get this. It's actually been proven, um, and I was just reading this, that your body actually rejects that on a visceral, you know, bodily level when we are living in this, uh, she called it spiritual duality of, or like a split spirit where when you're alone with God, when you're with people that you can trust, when you feel safe, all that stuff, you are one version of yourself and you are who God created you to be. But then when you're around these other toxic things, you have to put on a mask and be a completely different version of yourself that God never created you to be. And what that does is uh, it produces toxicity. It can produce inflammation. It can produce autoimmune disease, um, hormonal imbalances, you guys like mental disorders, mental illness. I mean, the list goes on. And uh, I think that you could see how it could, right? But sometimes we just never like allow ourselves to say A plus B equals C because we overcomplicate things. And we have to remember that the devil's the author of confusion. Um, he's the accuser of the brethren. And if anything in your life that you have chosen to come into agreement with is producing guilt, shame, or condemnation, there is, it's not only not from God, but there's an impossibility that it could be from God. Because he said that every good and perfect thing comes from me, the father of lights in whom there is no darkness nor shadow of turning. And yet what we do is we allow that to go through the filter of our life experience or our pain or our hurt or our whatever, 
um, or maybe the wrong things that, again, people that were well-meaning or that we respected told us. And we passed that through our filter and then we create it to mean something totally different. And we then say, well, that's my truth. Um, and so what I want to challenge you guys with today is I want to say, well, how's that working for you? And if you were to look into your life seven weeks from now, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, if you keep doing the same thing, what kind of result is that going to produce in your life? And I think that that's very sobering. And I had to take not only a minute, but I've been taking days to look at all the different strategies of my life and ask myself those really tough questions. What are the areas that are producing toxicity? What are the areas that are prolonging my healing? What are the areas that I still have triggers in? And why, who's triggering them? What's triggering them? Where are triggering them? And am I putting myself in situations that I'm just not strong enough to be able to heal at the pace that I'm exposing myself to these triggers? And I'll say that again. Am, and I won't say that exactly, probably perfectly the same, but where do I need to basically cut off or eliminate some of these areas? Um, where am I placing myself into situations or around people or places that are causing me to be triggered a lot quicker than I have the capacity to heal right now. And I just want to like give you guys the grace to kind of let that soak in today because I remember for a really long time, I'm such a go-getter, <laughs> such a black and white person. I was like, okay, so now that I've made this decision, I would like to go from unhealed to healed in one cubic day, please. <laughs> you know, like, and, and to make it like tie off with this pretty little bow and, and all this stuff. And my goodness, that's just not a thing. That's not a thing. But when we set those expectations or maybe someone else has set those expectations on you and maybe well-meaning pastors, teachers, hopefully not counselors, you know, parents, um, friends, and they're like, we'll just get over it. Well, aren't you over it? Well, aren't you over this? I think we have to take a more cognizant um, assessment of what your life looks like on a daily basis. And if you actually take an acute um, magnifying glass to what you're doing, what you're exposing yourself to, who you're exposing yourself to, whether it's in person or social media, um, your life makes sense, you guys. And one thing that I won't get to on this podcast, um, I get so excited. I could, I could probably literally talk about this for two hours right now because it's so important and it's been so astronomically groundbreaking in my life. Um, but things are supposed to make sense. You guys, it's not supposed to be that hard. It's not. Um, but I think sometimes religiosity and preconceived notions and what we feel like we're supposed to be doing, um, mindsets and what's the word that I'm looking for limitations. Um, but also just like again, preconceived notions of like, I should, like the I should comments of like, I should be here right now. And it's this like fr fragment, figment of our brains. Um, when we allow those things to lead our lives, we're always going to stumble in a place that we were never created for because you were never created for that. And so one of the questions we got last night on the inner circle was, how do I not come off as arrogant when I'm talking about myself in a pageant interview? And you might have this question on a first date. You might have this question um, when you're with a position of authority. And I told them that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, first of all. And this is a, a twofold thing where, oh gosh, this makes me sad. 
because the very fact that we asked that question, I'm about to go off here. The very fact that we asked that question means that we've put on this hat that we are believing that probably somebody else questioned our motives at one time. I've had that. I can remember a distinct time freshman year of college when somebody walked up to me who was my best friend at the time, best friend. And she started questioning all my motives. Why do you talk about this? Why do you talk about church so much? Why do you talk about pageants? Why do you talk about this? Why do you talk about this? You're so prideful. You're so arrogant. You're so this, da, 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 da. And granted, we all have things to work on. Okay. So half the battle is we need to have spirit checks. We need to have accountability. We need to be listening to podcasts. We need, we need, yes. Okay. But at the end of the day, actually I'll get there in a second. But when we put on this religious legalistic guilt, shame, condemnation hat, um, where we're even asking that question, how do I not come off as arrogant? Okay, the fact that you asked that question to me means that you're not arrogant. Because if you were this narcissistic, prideful, arrogant person, you would literally never ask that question. Because pride is blinding. Pride, the definition of pride is that you can't see what you should be seeing and it's hurting you and it's hurting others, okay? So if you've asked that question, the chances are, are that you're around immature people who it's a lot easier for them to point out all of your flaws than to look at theirs. And that's not your problem. Okay. Um, next week, we'll talk more about how you can break some of those agreements with people and how you might need to put some people in the bleachers. And we'll talk about self-care. And this has been an astronomical thing that has changed my life. You guys, I have my notes in front of me. That's what I'm pointing to. Um, but this self-care aspect of unlocking your freedom is, is huge. But remember this, and I'm like, oh, I love when the Bible is just so practical. Remember the verse that says, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And like that, I could just like break into tears thinking about that. Because of all the times that we as strong, powerful women have been condemned for flying, for being excited, for being enthusiastic, for being somebody who challenges the norm because they want to help the end result. They want to help people get from A to B. They see problems that they want to solve. And we have good hearts about things or we point out things or we're, you know, if you're a more empathetic person and you see that there's something broken because it's affecting people and that bothers you because God created you to be somebody who's a chain breaker and to be somebody who fixes things and fortifies things and strengthens things and uses the fact that your uniqueness is a hundred percent unique and, and idiosyncratic to you you're supposed to change the world and yet insecure, uninformed, prideful people think that they have the audacity to point out your motivations, your intents and your heart. Here's another scripture that's just going to whack people real quick. And I just freaking love God because God is such a boss. He is such a boss. You guys, you don't even realize like God is so not petty is not the right word because that's impossible. But God is so like loving and protective and caring that he gives us scripture to like drop the mic where I'm just like, I'm just going to put this over here. And that is so satisfying to me as a human being. You do not even know. That's just the challenger in me. But like I said earlier, um, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And it's God's job. It says that he and the word of God is discerning, discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Uh, whose job is that? Whose job is that? That's God's job. That's not someone else's job. Okay. So next week, we'll talk a little bit more about how you might need to put them in the bleachers of your life. Um, and what you can do to make sure that you are 
getting in agreement with the right things. And I'll leave you with this today. So again, the word of God helps us to discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart, not man. Can man look at the fruit? Yes, but God looks at the heart. Okay. And if anyone is challenging your intents without getting to know you first, and if their level of what they are holding you privy to, um, what they are holding you accountable for exceeds the level of relationship that they have with you. And yet they are telling you what your intents are. That is 150 million percent unhealthy. That's narcissistic. That's prideful. That's horrible. Again, if it's a job, if it's a job environment where there's transaction, there's money, uh, hopefully you don't have a terrible boss who just acts that way. Um, but a healthy person builds someone's character up and tears down, I say in air quotes for those of you guys listening, your actions, right? With clear expectations and saying, hey, we set this expectation. You didn't meet it. Let's talk about that expectation. But I'm not tearing you down as a person, okay? That's called an unhealthy leader. And uh, that's tragic for them. Good luck with yourself, seriously. Um, but I'll leave you with this. The most important thing, you guys, is that we have to get in agreement with heaven. We have to get in agreement with God who is the one who is going to sharpen you, who's going to rip out those bad parts of you and, and lovingly allow you to work on those things in a safe environment. But he's not the voice of condemnation. If something is condemning you or bringing guilt, shame, or condemnation, there's a 0% chance that that's coming from God. Okay. The devil is the author of confusion. He hates you. He is out for you, but he has no power over you. And he's the accuser of the brethren. So if you're feeling accused, and again, sometimes those words come through man, okay? So it doesn't mean that you need to hate that person. It doesn't mean that you need to rebuke them. It doesn't mean that you need to like go on this big religious high horse. Stop. Absolutely not. People make mistakes. You don't have to react to everything. You don't have to respond to everything. But you also get to put up your shield of faith. And, oh, this is so good. I want more time to talk about this. But you have to put up your shield of faith and why... It's our job to keep growing our faith is because we want that shield to be bigger so that when the fiery darts of the enemy come, okay, which is what scripture says, which are thoughts, okay, which are circumstances, which are whatever, our shield is big enough to handle those things. Our shield is big enough to be like, mm, that's not going to bother me today, okay? So everything comes back to spending time with heaven, spending time with God, getting to know the voice of the Father, letting him signify your identity, letting him tell you who you are and who you're not. And what, not even who you're not, but who you're not supposed to be, okay? But allow God to shape your identity. And I hope that this was a practical way to equip you to walk in everything that God's called you to do and to stop apologizing for who you are, because it's not your fault that you don't fit in somebody else's box. Go make your own box. It can be out of cardboard. It can be out of metal. It can be out of plastic. It can be out of whatever the heck you want it to be. But you're called to create your own box and to rock it and to research it and to become the best at what you do. And to become the person who's known for that, okay? But it is not God's call in your life to fit into a miserable box serving somebody who doesn't respect you, serving somebody who tells you that your calling needs to be their calling, your box needs to be their color, their cut, their shape, their whatever. You're going to be miserable. But so often we do that and we allow the author of confusion to come in to make us question our pure motives when we know that, hey, if I'm spending time with God every day and I'm genuinely praying prayer on my face, you know, dancing before the Lord and saying, God, weed out the crap that you don't want. Like, get the yuck out of here. I'm open. I'm, I'm not offended. 
God help me. You're the person who made me. You're the person who knows the perfect image of God of, of who you created me to be. You know the, the perfect extent of what you've loved for me to be and think and do and operate in. And you know the call of God in my life. So that instruction comes from you first. And the more that I build that, that, that relationship, the stronger that I will be to go launch into the world and just be the absolute catalyst, the superstar, the whatever the heck you want to be unapologetically in this world, not letting anything or anyone stop you. You do not have to apologize for the call of God in your life. Do not let anybody hide your light under a bushel or anything else. And if you want to have pink hair or you are somebody who's naturally loud or you're naturally reserved and quiet, pay attention to the things that you notice um, that you're special at, that you just notice that other people don't notice. And maybe you've never noticed that other people don't notice it, right? Those are the gifts and callings of God in your life. And you need to pay attention to those things because that's going to fuel your sense of identity and your sense of self-worth in a way that no affirmation of man ever, 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 ever could fill. And when you guys get a hold of this, y'all, man, it is the most empowering thing in the entire world. It is so freeing to know that you do not have to fit in anybody else's box and that you do not have to please, please man and that you were not created to please man, but you were called to please God. Yo, it is the most freeing freaking thing in the entire world. And I feel like I've finally gotten to this place where I'm just like, you know what? God gave me a free will. God gave me choices. No other animal or plant has that ability, but I do. We do. And so use the power of choice to design the life that you want, to design the kind of person that you are. No one else has control over that. You do. And it's one of the greatest things in the whole world that you will ever grasp for yourself. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. This is part one. Um, we got through uh, two thirds of the page <laughs> and we'll get through more next week. Um, but I'm super excited. Thanks you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure you join the inner circle if you're not already a part of it or feel free to email us at info at powerhousepageantry.com or you can fill out the contact us form um, on our website, but join the inner circle. We meet every two weeks. It's super low key, but it's uh, super high caliber. You're gonna meet amazing girlfriends from all over the country. You are gonna grow in your life, your life skills, your personal development skills, your self-confidence, your interview skills, your communication skills, and I promise you, you will not regret it. So join our community and you can listen to me talking at the end of this if you want more information. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of season two of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Megan. As always, you can follow me at Megan underscore Swanson. You can DM us to join our email list. You can follow us at Powerhouse Pageantry or at the Powerhouse Project. And I'm so excited to get to continue to pour into your life spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, and relationally. Wow, that's a mouthful. In this beautiful year of 2020, never forget your worth, stand up for what you believe in, and allow your spirit to stand up on the inside of you to show you who you really are. Have a great day.